Hi guys, my name is Jason L. Parker and welcome to the Engage Athletics Leadership Podcast. Yes, this is the show that's all about helping ADs and coaches find their way. Here we'll discuss clarity, goal setting, best practices, and everything in between. We want you to thrive internally with our families and in our positions as ADs and coaches. Enjoy the show. Hello, and in what's going on today, I want to introduce this month what I'm calling the success series. We want to focus on traits of successful leaders week after week. I truly believe that these topics are designed to help you go to your next level, to help you have and maximize your impact and ultimately to create engagement, not only from you, but to those that you lead and guide. And so I'm looking forward to the success series. I hope you are too. I know it's December. Some of us are running crazy, just getting winter sports started. Others are kind of looking forward to the holiday. But no matter where you are, these successful traits can help just raise your impact, can help create momentum, can help get you to your next level and help bring impact and value to others. And so I hope you enjoyed this month's topic, these, this month's topics rather, and I hope it, it helps you get to where you're going. In our extra point for today, I have to give a shout out to Jell, G-E-H-L, Cheese and Chili Warmers. Yes, Cheese and Chili Warmers. If you're an AD or a coach, you know that concession sales can bring in an additional source of revenue. Uh, the Jell's company really helped us out this week by sending us not only new warmers, but uh, extra vats of chili and cheese and really made it easy for us uh the great thing about it is that we're just renting the machines so that may be something that you're looking you look into is renting machines not only for warmers but even you can rent refrigerators ice machines all types of things for your concession stand so no matter if you're a coach looking to raise some money out at the baseball field or um you maybe you're an ad who who runs your football or basketball concessions uh know that gels can help you out g-e-h-l um s.com and so check them out that's your extra point for today Well, hello and welcome to today's show. And I am so excited about this month's series because I'm calling it the success series. This month, I want to focus on skills that will set you apart as a successful leader, as a coach or an athletic director. So all this month, each week, we will tackle a certain topic that's designed to give you an edge and will help you be better at what you do. Professional development, self-development, always excited me as a player, and it excites me as a professional, and I guess overall as a person. And I hope it excites you too. And I know it's a big reason why you follow this podcast. So I think this month, 
will be great for everyone. The first topic in our success series, guys, the first trait that every successful leader has is a care for their calling. Caring for your calling is actually a big and expansive subject. It includes awareness of who you are and where you are on your journey, aka vision. And I got to ask you, do you have a vision? Do you have a vision for where you are and where you're going? That's a huge part of caring for your calling. And again, these are the traits and the tips of successful leaders. But caring for your calling also includes stewardship. Whether you know it or not, we've all been endowed with certain gifts that are unique to us. And whether you believe it or not, each of us has a responsibility to cultivate these gifts, to sharpen these gifts, to hone our weapon in an effort to make a positive difference and impact, not only in our lives, but in our families' lives and our areas of influence. This could be your peer group, your church, your profession, your team, your family, even the world. So I have to get the point across to you that your gift's not just for you. There's somebody else that's waiting on your impact. It's somebody else that is going to be incited, energized, motivated to move based on how you move. So the world's literally waiting on you. So since it's clear that you've been given specialized talents and you've been sent on a specialized mission that only you can accomplish, This brings forth the question, are you adequately caring for your calling? Now, this is a question about your stewardship or how you care for something that was given to you. Again, how you handle this not only affects you, and we have to realize this, but it affects others as well. Others are depending on you. Others need your impact. But are you sleeping in? Are you not caring for yourself? Are you not preparing yourself consistently? I had a coach tell me the other day that he can see on his assistant's time, uh, his assistant coach's time on their film watching software, which which is Huddle. Um, he can see how many hours a week his assistants are watching film. And he was a little bit upset because none of his assistants are watching film for even a fourth of the time that he watches. So he's watching over 20 hours a week of film and his assistants aren't even work watching five. Now, true, they are not head coaches and this is not their job. But I bet if you polled each of those coaches, many of them have aspirations to go to their next level. However, due to their lack of awareness of where they are in their journey, their lack of vision, due to their lack of care for their calling, they're not acting as head coaches, even in their role as an assistant. In other words, they are not maximizing the situation presented to them. Caring for your calling is all about being where you are. You may think of where you are in your profession as just a job, but you have to realize you are where you are for a reason no matter where that may be. And that situation is calling for your impact. So be there fully and bring what you are meant to bring. Caring for your calling is about maximizing the situation. 
How can you bring more to that situation? Even if it's just a job, your stewardship will promote you to your next level of success. Now, you may be asking, how can caring for your calling set you apart? And I love to study great people, people who have an impact, not only on their lives in a major way, but they impact departments, organizations, industry, and again, the world. I study these people because deep down, I believe we are all meant to have an astounding impact, no matter your sphere of influence. Your impact may just be with a group of 30 baseball players, but you could plant a seed that influences millions. But here's the rub. These great people I'm referring to, they were all fully present and invested in their opportunity. I don't care if it's Kobe Bryant, uh, Barack Obama, um, Peyton Manning. I don't care who it may be, a politician, uh, Jack Welsh, great business leaders. Um, I'm, I'm reading the book uh, Shoe Dog and, and listening to how Phil Knight built his business. Um, the, these great leaders are all fully present. They At all times, they're aware of the opportunity. Phil Knight started off as a shoe runner for a um, Japanese shoe manufacturer. But the, the amount of time he invested, the amount of heart he invested, how he went above and beyond in this opportunity led and paved the groundwork for, for what we know today as Nike. And so I want you, no, I need you to reinvest at a higher level, no matter where you are right now. I need you to think. I need you to look and find new ways to be better. And so as we look forward to the new year, I want you to set aside time to think about how you can go deeper with this thing, how you can improve in every area. I firmly believe this starts with you and how you care for yourself. The more time you can carve out for your mental, your spiritual, and your bodily development, I think this is the start of stewardship. This is just taking care of what you have or caring for your calling. And I'm not talking about hours upon hours. I'm talking about 30 minutes, 15 minutes, or even five minutes a day, but with consistency. The greats care for what they do, no matter what it is they're doing. It could be shooting free throws. It could be lifting weights. It could be studying, no matter what it is. They care about it and they are fully invested into it. I'm tired of seeing us sleeping on the job. I'm tired of seeing us overwhelmed with doing uh, menial tasks. I'm tired of seeing us not stepping into our calling as athletics leaders. If you want to be a head coach on the highest level, I can tell if you will get there by how you are maximizing your impact on the smallest level. You may even love where you are. You may be where you ultimately want to be. You may be in that role right now. But are you maximizing that situation each day, each month, and year upon year? Have you found new ways to improve personally, professionally, as a husband, as a wife, as a father, as a mother, as a coach, as an athletic director, as a leader? So I've said a mouthful, but I always want to give you a couple of tools and tips to accomplish these things that we're talking about.
So first and foremost, in order to care for our calling, I want you to do what I call recognize and maximize. So first you have to recognize or acknowledge where you are as somewhere special. Yes, that assistant coach's job is somewhere special. Yes, that that small school job is somewhere special. Yes, that assistant principalship is somewhere special. That dean's position is somewhere special. That athletic director spot is somewhere special. That head coach's spot is somewhere. No matter where you are, it is a special opportunity. And your time in that opportunity will bring impact to others. So, so how are you caring for it? I want you to find next, I want you to find Two or three ways to maximize your opportunity. Again, recognize and maximize. Now, don't be put off by maximize because maximize just means getting better every day. It may be improving as a teacher in the classroom. It may be improving your communication with students and parents. It may be improving your preparation. I find that just if I prepare just five minutes before ahead of a meeting, Um, it makes that meeting so much more valuable than if I just walk into it blind. Even when we lift weights, uh, just a small addition or an extra rep makes a huge difference. If you're conditioning an extra minute or an extra um, going a little bit faster makes a huge difference. So don't be overwhelmed by the word maximize. It literally means incremental change. So again, Your first tool or tip of the day is to recognize and maximize. Next, I want you to realize that to be the best, you have to be like the best. Okay, others have come before you. Others have done what you've done on an even higher level. So find a way to study, find a way to read, find a way to meditate on these things. We have to set time aside for learning and growth. Last week, we talked about doing, managing, and leading. Well, to operate on the highest levels, we have to set aside doing and managing from time to time so we can grow as leaders. Find a study time and stick to it. Commit to your growth as a leader and not just think and don't be confused. Don't be, um, don't think that just doing, doing, doing all the little things will make you great. Ultimately, we have to get out of that doing level and think on where it is that we want to go. So to be the best, be like the best and and find find some leaders to study. Our last um, tip of the day is do not make the same mistakes twice. And I know that sounds simple. And I know that mistakes are inevitable. But when you care for a thing, you will self-correct when mistakes happen. I can tell a great leader because when they make a mistake, they are not just sorrowful, but they change and attack the behavior that led to the mistake. They attack that underlying habit and put a new one in its place that will create several layers of protection to prevent that thing from ever happening again. So think on it. What is your biggest mistake in the last few weeks or the last few months? This can be your greatest opportunity for success. It doesn't even have to be a major mistake, but look in your heart. What's something that's bothering you or something that rubbed you the wrong way? Maybe you overlooked 
a conversation or something that you heard a student say or a coach say. Think on how you react, will react to that situation next time. And you may say something that corrects a behavior that saves that student or coach from a world of trouble. So these are the little ways we can correct our mistakes. And it all relates to caring for our calling. Now, as we close today, I want you to know that all of these things relate to caring for your calling and stewarding your gifts to not only ensure impact for yourself, your family and others, but also that you continue to receive more gifts or divine leadership, divine inspiration, vision. How many of us know that when we give a gift and we see that it blesses the person we gave it to and that they care for that gift, we naturally look to give to them again. I just gave my daughter a new bracelet and she care it has her name on it and she cares for that thing so much. I mean, she she washes it, she sets it aside every night but on her bed stand and she will not leave the house. She'll run back in the house just to get it. And it she cares for that thing so much. I cannot wait to give her another. And I want you to realize that God has special things lined up for you. But he delights in how you care, how you steward for what you have now. And I hope this word blesses you. And I hope you have a great week. And I hope you are caring for your calling. For everyone that listens to the podcast, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time.